Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us yet again. It's early. It is early for us. I, w- I was actually telling Haley when she pulled up um, that this is the earliest I've seen her in almost two years. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's a little after 10 in the morning yeah. that we're recording. So y'all might get a different vibe with this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm actually a morning person. I have become more of a morning person, not by choice, though. Oh. But just because of, like, yeah, by force. The dog. The dog and work. And then I worked Mm -hmm. where I had to be at work at 8 a.m., and I lived, like, an hour away. So I had to get up and drive, and it was just a disaster. That'll do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I um, have always been a morning person, but I think I'd sleep in more. Um, I have a child who wakes me up so yeah that's also forced mm-hmm. morning pretty activities much, pretty much but <laughs> you know what he's a morning person I'm a morning person so we jive pretty well which that's is nice good. yeah that's good yeah um but Haley did do a run by Starbucks this morning I did do a Starbucks run because I hadn't had any caffeine yet and I was really struggling hard but um I met a lovely barista while I was there in the drive-thru. It was a crazy long drive-thru. There was like, oh, it always it is. It was insane. It, it, that's actually my go-to Starbucks. The <clears> one but she was so to. nice. Her name was Ashley, and she like asked me about my day, and I told her about the podcast, and she like wrote it down to listen to. So, Ashley, if you're hearing this. Ashley from Starbucks, if you're hearing this, thank you. You did great. Tell your friends. Tell your friends that we say hi. <laughs> yeah, and you make a, a really good chocolate chip frappuccino. Yes. Which? Whatever I have here. I think it's a white mocha. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm on Weight Watchers now. Oh, are you? They call it WW. Oh. So downloaded the app, and I've been doing it all week. And I've been doing pretty well. I've messed up a few times, but I don't consider them mess-ups because, you know, you got to fall to stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, know, you got to practice. So I feel like I'm doing it. And really, I just want to, like, before COVID, I was, like, going to the gym and, you know, eating healthy. And then COVID, and I just, like... Mm-hmm. gave up so i think i gained like 20 pounds um i think we all gained 20 pounds. yeah yeah it was the covid 19 <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure yeah so um now i'm trying to get back on track although i don't know if this um frappuccino helps but at the end of the day oh well yeah right i'm it's i'm like, giving myself some grace too yeah um and actually i i told my boss um and Charlene, if you're listening, hey, um, <laughs> I was telling her that I'm I'm trying to do that, and she was like, "Well, let's do it together. We can be accountability partners." So we're going to start that when she gets back from her Fun. vacation. Yeah, yeah. So it's so nice to have someone to keep you accountable because mm-hmm. that's where I I know that if someone's depending on me, I'm yeah. going to do it. You yeah. know, we're getting in there. The struggle is real, and so a lot real. of you out there probably identify. So I hear you. I see you. Yeah. I'm with you. It's been a it's been a time. It it's has, been a year. <laughs> it has been a year. So I gotta drop that, you know, twenty LBs mm. at least. Same, same. Thirty same. might be good. Okay. So we are this time headed to June of nineteen ninety seven. 
my birth year. <laughs> yes. So at this point, you're two months old. Not even. Right, right, yeah. My yeah. birthday's in April. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, happy uh, belated. You had it a couple weeks ago. I did, yes. Yeah. I had a birthday. Oh, was that your party? Yeah. Your mom, I just want to shout your mom out for just a second, because her desserts that she made, oh I my still God. think about. They're so good. <laughs> I still think about. She used to make them all the time, and we'd have, like, the only time we would get them was at family reunions. Mm. And... Oh my God, they were the best thing ever. And your little one loved them. <laughs> she made this, it was it mud, it's called mud. Yeah, cake? we call it mud. Mud, okay. So she made it. And let me tell you, I, he had had dinner before and he ate like a little here and there. And then I gave him that and it was everywhere. And like, it's like Oreo and oh cream gosh. cheese and whipped cream and vanilla pudding and it was amazing. So good. And I was upset. I actually had gotten some on a plate for myself, and I was mm-hmm. like, let's give him some to see if he would like it. And he took my entire plate yeah. and ate it all. <laughs> so then I had, it, I look like such a pig, because then I was like, I'm going to get more. And I was like, no, really? He took all mine. It sounds like know. such an it excuse. It was really cute, though. Um, but that was amazing. So, you know, if she ever, if you're listening, if you ever want to make that in the future, you know. <laughs> Um, we'll bring it over for recording nights. Yeah, I, I'm available. <laughs> so I'm available to try it. All right, so we're in June 1997. I am in um, like late middle school, and you're in diapers. I am in diapers. I'm yeah. two months old. That's insane. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, so the number one song um, at this time in early June of 97 is Oom Bop by Hanson. Do you know this song? I feel like I do. So Hanson were the three brothers, you know, and they Oom Bop, Doop, 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 Doop. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all they sang the right. entire song. That's hilarious. Um, it's funny because, you know, now we're all grown ups and have children, and, you know, uh, and they have a lot of children. Mm-hmm. Like, I think each have, like, six kids or something. Like, it's insane. So many children. I have one. And that's hard. Yeah, I'm like, that's too many for me. Like, six is a lot. (laughs) It's a whole lot. But anyway, that was the number one song. On June 2nd, 1997, Timothy McVeigh uh, was actually found guilty in a courtroom of orchestrating and carrying out the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing Mm -hmm. that killed 168 people, which included 19 children. Yeah, because there's like a daycare in there. There was a daycare at the like basement level where the bomb went off. Yeah, Um, so he was actually later sentenced to death, um, which was carried out in 2001. So Mm -hmm. good riddance to bad rubbish. Yeah, adios. Right, Um, and you know what? Weird fact: I went there um, in 2000. We were driving back from our family's house in Kansas, and so we we went through Oklahoma City and we stopped at the site and. You know, this was five years after, and it, they had just created these monuments, and it was really sweet. They had chairs, like little mm. chairs with, with the children's name on it and big chairs to oh. represent the adults. And it was so eerie because we were walking through there on a Sunday, and church bells started ringing. Oh. And it was just, you could feel them there. Yeah. You know how you go somewhere and you can just feel it? And there was a sense of just sadness, yeah. you know? Um, anyway, but if you have an opportunity to go there, you really should. It's it's pretty cool. Um, anyway, so now we are moving to one of my favorite places, Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. Woo, woo, shout out. <laughs> um, this is June 6th, 1997. Amber Lundgren, Lundgren, I'm sorry I said that wrong, Lundgren, 
is 20 years old. She is excitedly getting dressed to attend disco night with her friends at a downtown club called Barcode. Yep. So Barcode actually opened in January of that year. So it's pretty new, only had been opened about five months by that point. And it's Amber's like new favorite club. Um, it's located at 81 Broadway Street. And the difference in this club is that it's like really clean, really safe. You know, they have bouncers, they have security, um, which not all the clubs at that time did. Which is like late nine. I mean, late nineties is still kind of like there's a lot happening in Asheville. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot oh. going on. <laughs> and obviously, you know, from a lot of our stories, they take place around this time, so a lot really was going on. Yeah. Um, and I think people tend to view Asheville as like, oh, it's, it's like safe, like you know, hippie, mountainous, and it actually is not. It was. It's a lot better now. I, I remember my parents talking about it in like the 80s and you know even early 90s and that it was you just didn't go out after dark yeah like it was just you didn't Mm -hmm. it was just a scary place to be and just not i mean i'm sure there was great parts about it but for sure it just the crime rate was pretty high and it is i think we're trending that way it's it's higher now yeah yeah but i mean like i'm going out downtown tonight with some girlfriends so i'm not I'm not like concerned. <laughs> right. I think it. that there is a lot more safety in that aspect. I think that a lot of the violence has really pushed out more. I think so too. Um, and there, it is a, it's actually one of the most violent cities um, in yeah, the South. It is. it is. It is. Which is crazy. We're up there with like Atlanta and yeah. Um, yeah. Charlotte. and You know, um, the population has increased. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, and we have such a, you know, not to, track sideways here but we have such a housing crisis Mm -hmm. in Asheville right now of I mean in a lot of cities are having it too but I feel like it's really bad here of there's no affordable housing at all no and the cost of living is very high Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of transplants to this area Mm -hmm. from other places and it's raised property taxes and I mean, you know, you really have to have a lot of money to buy a house. You do. And I think, you know, we both worked in that area and neither one of us lived in the area. You couldn't afford to. Because we couldn't afford to. There's no, I mean, even now that, you know, I have a much better paying job now than when I started my career, I still couldn't afford to live. Yeah, me too. In Asheville. Me too. It's just, it's so expensive. We have a really high um, homeless population. Yeah. Which, there's a lot of services and a lot of things. And there's a lot of like, I don't know how you would call them local homeless folks, but like people that you've seen for years yeah. on the street that are just like fixtures. Anyway. So crazy now. Um, back to our story. That was a total segue. <laughs> segue. But definitely this was a club that was viewed as safer mm-hmm. for women, particularly who would go out with their friends. So this became one of Amber's favorite spots. Um, Amber loved to dance. She loved to like hang out with her friends and her friends said she really wasn't much of a drinker. Mm. Um, And so I think in this story, when I was researching some of the old articles that I found really sort of portrayed her as a party girl and her friends said that that wasn't true. And, and by party girl, they were almost, and again, it gets into that like 
shaming kind of thing. Right, right. Um, we want to portray her as, as this way so that if, you know, if something happens, we can say, well, she was this or, or she was she that. Or she had it coming to she her. She had it coming like, because she, you know, how dare she. Oh. Um, which just frustrates the fire out of me. But they said that she really wasn't much of a drinker. She was just a young girl who wanted to go out with friends and dance and have fun. Like, who doesn't? This is terrifying because this is what I'm doing tonight. Like, I'm meeting up with no, friends. No, 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 no. I'm well, going to the dance. Well, the bar code, excuse me, has been closed for years. Yeah, we're definitely not going there. Yeah, yeah. There's actually, <laughs> I noticed that there's a for rent sign um, at huh. 81. So maybe you can... We'll swing by. Swing but create something there. there. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, she, like I said, loved going to these clubs. She was also under 21, um, so she couldn't legally drink. I'm going to throw that out there because we all know. Well, in um, the 90s, too, they're not like super hardcore checking IDs. Right. <laughs> well, you know, in my day, they were a little bit, I mean, they could be. It depended. There was a gas station um, that I won't give away that would just sell yeah. miners beer. There's just places that don't card, so it well, doesn't surprise me that and she I got think, in. Well, and I think it may have been uh, you can get in, you just can't drink. Right, and that was the case in some places I yeah. went to where they would like do the big black X's on your hands exactly. or whatever. Exactly, and I think that could have been the case yeah, with her. Totally. Um, so she was usually her friend's DD mm-hmm. um, because a lot of her friends were 21, so she that. was the one who was like, you have been that for me <laughs> and yes. a lot of our friends. <laughs> I'm um, not for 21 now, y'all. I'm not that young. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just turned 24. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I, yep. Anyway, uh, <laughs> me too. Um, so she was the designated driver, designated, I can't speak this morning, fine. designated driver. And um, she would use her car and, mm-hmm. and drive everybody home. Now they did have a rule. So if she decided um, that she was going to partake or um, she just didn't feel like being the DD, they had a rule that she was allowed to like like let them know that hey i'm gonna get a cab peace out kind of thing or if she wanted to leave before they wanted to leave kind of thing and that's fair and it's always good to have your like like know that before you go out like if your normal dd is like hey i want to i want to drink and party exactly like cool cool just have you need to have a backup plan exactly Mm -hmm. because for the dd you know you don't want to always be that person right you need to be able to have fun too so take one for the team um so little some facts about amber uh she was born february 7th 1977 in tampa florida uh to a 21 year old single mom named debbie debbie's dad excuse me amber's dad was never in the picture and amber was actually okay with that um her family really supported and encouraged her to maybe seek out her dad seek out a relationship um but she was like you know i don't really need that she had a really strong family really good male role models which included her maternal uncle and grandfather so she didn't feel like she was missing out on anything yeah that's so exactly so in 1991 amber's uncle um the one who she was very close to actually moved up with his family to Asheville, north carolina and he convinced amber and her mother you know it's really great here why don't why don't you move up here so a short time later debbie and amber moved as well um amber ended up attending tc robertson high school which was in the south Asheville area mm-hmm. um for several years but ended up graduating in 1995 from Asheville high school Okay. 
So as a student, Amber was extremely smart. She excelled. Um, But as she matured, she stopped focusing as much on the academics and more on her passion for fashion and socializing with friends. Love it. I think that's a natural thing. That's a total, like, I mean, yeah. You know? That doesn't, that's not weird to me at all. Me neither. I mean, I think that's the time in your life where you are, like, Mm -hmm. creating those interpersonal relationships and, you know, having a good time with friends. Like, that's normal. Yeah. And I've always said this. I would rather you, like, sow your oats when you're young Mm -hmm. versus you're 37 with five kids and you're out at the club. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? That's just, yeah. So... And when I, when I say out of the club, I mean, like, every night, like, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, that kind of thing. everybody deserves a night out. Exactly. But it's That's a little different mean. when you're older with multiple children and... Not showing up for work. Have, like, a nine to five. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's a little harder. It's exactly. like you gotta, like, on the weekends and... Right. Things and, and like that. A weekend a month, you know, not like every right. weekend I'm trash. Well, I mean... You know, I'm in my early 20s, and I think, I mean, partially because of COVID, but even before COVID, the girls that I would go out with and, like, have weekends out with, I think we might get together once every, like, three months. Yeah. Because we all are, I mean, some of my friends are nurses, some are in grad school. Like, you just don't have time. (laughs) Well, and, you know, exactly. I'm in my late 30s, and... You know, it is such a rarity. It is an occasional thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, total segue, but my friends and I ended up going axe throwing, mm-hmm. which we can talk about that later, but it was really, really fun. Yeah. Um, and they allow you to drink while you're throwing axes, which I was like, hmm, that should be fun. But you had to sign like a waiver, right? You have to sign a waiver. Okay, gotcha. uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was beer. It wasn't like, you know, straight up liquor or anything. <laughs> Not like hard alcohol. <laughs> exactly. Which is, oh my. Anyway. Love okay. That. So back to our story, but she loved socializing with her friends. She actually had a boyfriend named Paul. Okay. Um, and from what I understand, she was super duper outgoing, made friends really easily, really sweet, kind person. Like anybody could easily befriend her. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cool thing about Amber is that she loved mixing styles and colors and textures. So she wore a lot of like really bright out there colors. Um, she would put like different pieces together that most people would be like, ugh. What, what is that, right. you know? But, like, she <laughs> saw the beauty in it, like, in the uniqueness about it. Um, and she even wore wigs from time to time. Love that. And as a matter of fact, um, for the 4th of July, she and two friends were planning on each of them. One were, would be wearing a white wig, one would have a red one, and one would have a blue one, which I just thought was so awesome. Um, she's really ahead of her time, just in her style. I love... I love that about her because I feel like she is secure in her uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are really the ones who are trendsetters, yeah. the ones who aren't afraid of fashion. Yeah. Um, so she was also into music and she even liked older styles of music, which I thought was really cool. She loved jazz. Um, and for her either 16th or 18th birthday, one of the, the big birthday songs was The Man from Ipanipa. Ipanipa? Mm-mm, I don't know. The Girl from Ipanipa. Have you heard that one? No. The girl from Ipanipa goes walking. No. No, okay. No, no, no. Anyway. <laughs> um, so 
She also had several tattoos and a nose piercing, much to her mother's dismay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her mother even told her, listen, you know, ooh, um, it may be hard for you to like fit in with all these tats and just kind of keep this in mind, like your future. And she was completely unfazed by this. Love and she that. was like, you know, look, if they don't like who I am, then I don't need them in my life. She reminds me so much of my friend Hannah, who recently got married, mm-hmm. just, yeah, this, like, you describing her, I'm like, yeah, free spirit, does her own thing, doesn't care what other people think. Exactly. But, badass. like, it had been that way, like, their whole life. Yeah. Yeah. A badass. Like, yes. I feel like Amber is a badass. Um, and she was really also close with her family, particularly her mother, Debbie. Her, her mom said, you know, I was young when I had her. So it's like we grew up together. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Amber first started school, Debbie would pick her up and ask her, you know, how was your day? And she would say, it was fine, but I cried for you at nap time. Oh. Which is just oh, so sweet. Um, and this is actually something that they would continue throughout her schooling. So even like in high school, her mom would ask her and she's like, but I cried for you at nap time, which I think That's- is so cute that is adorable i love that i love that so that was kind of their ongoing running joke um after amber graduated from high school she really wanted to take some time off i get it yeah so she wanted to pursue college but she also just needed a hot minute she really wanted to travel yeah see the world and um she wanted to work and earn some extra money too so she had a job as an assistant manager at pier one imports which unfortunately i believe they all went bankrupt or they're all online now are they online okay online because i went to their like because i love that style i do too and I went to like their one of their closing sales and got like a neat swing for outside of my apartment. And yeah, apparently they're all online now. So they're okay. still there. Okay, good. Good. Okay. So I'll have to go online. Yes. Um, but she was the assistant manager. Everybody loved her Aww. at Pier 1. You know, she was just really approachable, outgoing, super duper helpful. Um, and she put a smile on everybody's face. So Amber did plan to attend college. She wanted to go to the University of North Carolina at Asheville. So she wasn't going far from home. Mm -hmm. And her goal was to major in art. Um, She really wanted to work in the fashion industry. That was, you know, her niche. That's what she liked. And that was her plan. So she was saving up money. And she was had lived on her own for the last two years. She had her own apartment and she and a friend, Nadia, were actually planning to move in together in the next two weeks or so to kind of share expenses. Mm-hmm. And they both had dreams of working in uh, like art and design and, and that kind of thing. Love it. So they are headed to the club. Nice. They're headed to bar club. Barcode is what it's called. Um, so she's finishing getting dressed and she heads out to the club. Now, I did mention that Amber liked to frequent clubs. And I think this is how she got the party girl sort of headline, you know. Um, and she actually used to go to a club called Scandals downtown Asheville, which Scandals (laughs) Scandals was actually a gay club. Um, But on Thursday nights, they had straight night. um, And so she would go for straight night and they would have um, like dance offs and like she was just down, you know, she was so excited about this. I used to go, I haven't been in a long time, but um, I have a couple friends who are um, drag performers that dance awesome. there so i go and like support their shows and like see oh, their shows awesome. um so they're they dance there a lot but 
Yeah, I know scandals well. <laughs> <laughs> she also knows scandal well. Bum, bum, yes. bum. <laughs> so she is like, you know, dying because tonight is disco night at the bar code. Um, they're going to be dancing and they're even having a contest, but it's not clear to me if it's like a dance contest or like a dress contest. Mm. So I can just imagine that she's in like 70s crazy colors. Like, oh, I love it. Um, So the plan was for Amber to drive her car, which was a 1968 blue Mercedes with, they had all these matching hubcaps, like really nice car. Um, She was going to be the DD, but again, if she couldn't, she would grab the cab, but she would let them know, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm headed out. Bye, Felicia's. So they go to the club. Friends report that they are like having an incredible time, including Amber. So they're feeling like, okay, maybe we can leave. So Amber is looking for her keys. Um, And Amber really didn't drink anything that night. She was just dancing, having fun. Just there having fun. Exactly. So she cannot find her car keys. It's the worst feeling. It's absolutely, because if you think crowded club, it could be anywhere. Like they fell out of your pocket at the door. They could be outside. They could be on the dance floor. They could have got kicked under a booth. They could be like, who knows? And also um, do note that a 1968 Mercedes does not have a clicker. (laughs) So it's not like, you know... You can, you know, maybe somebody, oh, I found this. Let me push a button. Oh, it's that car. You know, nothing Mm -hmm. like hit an alarm or anything. Mm -hmm. So she was frantically searching. And friends report that really that's the last time they saw her as she was like going off. She was like, I'm just, I've got to go and see if it's maybe outside. And so she was really looking everywhere. Yeah. So that's the last time her friends saw her. But club goers report seeing her leave the club around three in the morning and walking down Broadway uh, towards Lexington. Okay. So a little history about Asheville is Lexington actually used to be where all the streetwalkers hung out, which is, it's comical now because Lexington is like um, trendy restaurants. Yeah, it's one of those like, part of me like misses that. I mean, I didn't experience. Well, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I miss the hookers. Um, (laughs) No, but like. I think there's something really sad about when areas get really gentrified mm-hmm. and lose that and just the harm it does yeah. to people. Um, so there's a part of me that's like, where did the hookers go? Kind of misses the like dirty vibe of, you know, Yeah. like, I don't know, just kind of like the grunginess of dirty city vibe. But I mean, like I lived in New York, so... So you can, so yeah. I got my share. Exactly, of it. <laughs> exactly. But still, like, I mean, gentrification sucks. Don't partake. Anyway, and it happened very quickly in Asheville. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. very quickly. Um, so this was really the last time that anybody reported seeing her. And meanwhile, her friends back in the club, they got to the point where they're like, oh, "All right, we're ready to go." And so they're looking around for her and cannot find her anywhere. And they, you know, were a little worried, but they thought, "Oh." She couldn't find her keys. Maybe she called a cab and she was so distraught that she just didn't let us know. Yeah. So while they were concerned, they were like, okay. And I think your mind naturally doesn't go to, I think you try and protect yourself. You try not to think bad things. Yeah. From having to be the quote unquote mom of the group. Um, several times over my, which I don't mind. I mean, I, You're a very I have good mom. just as much fun being the DD and like 
corralling all my drunk friends. Mm-hmm. But it almost sounds like she was that for the group. Yeah. So there wasn't really anybody looking out for her. Unfortunately, probably right. in that way, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they all left and went home and just thought, well, you know, we'll give her a call tomorrow, mm-hmm. make sure, see if she found her keys. Um, that was um, my son's toy. Scared the crap out of me. I was like, what the hell? It sounded like a demonic cat or something. And I was like, you you don't have animals? Sometimes when batteries die, he he did have a, we call it prayer bear. I got it for him for Christmas. And it says, now I lay me down to sleep. But it slowly has died. And so it says, no. And it's, yeah, it's scary. I had to throw it away. It scared me at night. (laughs) Um, Anyway. So her friends left and they went home um, and they tried to call her the next day, but didn't hear from her. So they were like, "Mm, let's go to her apartment. So they go to her apartment and it doesn't look like anybody's been home. Um, Mm -hmm. Usually she had like blinds open and that kind of thing. And it looked like nobody had been there. So they even went downtown and her car was still there. So they're like, did she not find her keys? But you know, again, your mind goes to other places. Maybe she was at her boyfriend's house. Maybe she was at her mom's. Maybe she hooked up with somebody. I mean, she was dating somebody, but that's not, you know, could have been an open relationship. I don't know. So, I mean, I think your mind just naturally goes to other places. Right. You don't immediately think, I mean, I think... I immediately think, I think you would probably immediately think, like, oh my god, they've been murdered. Yes, because we do this, and we are (laughs) horrible, cynical people. My first, but I mean, but also a piece of my mind, like, in the back of my mind of, while yes, I would be like, oh my god, they've been murdered, there's still a piece of me that'd be like, yeah, but there's so many other possibilities. Exactly. (laughs) Like, more logical explanations. Yes. I think you want to think the logical I think your head is like, think logically. And your heart is like, oh, they're probably dead in a gutter somewhere. Right. You they're know? dead in a ditch. They've gone off the road. They're, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that too. Yeah. That's what's difficult. Um, and the thing is, she and her friends were planning on having a garage sale at like eight o'clock that next morning. And so she didn't show up to the garage sale. They, and, and that was so unlike her because she was pumped for this, wanted to make some extra money because, like I said, she was moving in with her friend. Um, So it just was strange. She was very reliable. Um, So her friend Nadia calls um, her boyfriend, calls her mom, and everybody kind of blows her off in a way. It's kind of like, oh, well, you know, that's Amber. She's fine. You know, you'll find her. Kind of not a big deal. And Nadia gets really concerned. So she actually calls the hospital and says, hey, has anybody come in like by this name? And they were like, no, nobody by this name. Um, And she actually calls the police and they're like the typical, well, you know, it hasn't been so many hours. She's 20 years old. She's 20 years old. You know, she'll probably come back again. Kind of that same. Maybe she hooked up with somebody. We don't Mm -hmm. know, you know. So her friend Nadia was feeling pretty frustrated by this point because it just wasn't like her. You know when you get that sense, like something's off. Well, and your friends know. I mean, your family knows. So it's kind of like, I always hate to hear that of like, oh, they made us wait, but we know this is so out of character for them. Exactly. So earlier that morning around 730 on Azalea Road in East Asheville. So now this is approximately from the club about five miles. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is a residential area. It's near Rec Park, um, which back in the day used to have rides and near the nature center mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. of in that area. A man was walking his dog and he stumbles upon some bloody clothing. It's always the dog walkers. Oh, well, I know, right? That's why I'm like, that's why I can't have a dog. That's why I got a dog. <laughs> so you could stumble on bloody clothing. Of course. Of well, course. see, I can stumble upon evidence with a dog, but I'm not. Go- I'm not a jogger, so I'm not going to actually find the body. Oh heck no, no. So I was a jogger. So it is a jogger, body. and I don't have to worry I don't about that. Jog, yeah, me so. neither. I barely walk. <laughs> Same. So yeah. Yeah, so whew, we don't have Dutched to worry about that. There. Sure did, sure did. Um, so he sees the bloody clothing, and as he walks further, he looks, and in this kind of drainage ditch culvert with water flowing, he discovers the body of a young white female. Dang it, now the dog walker found the body. Exactly. I'm tick now. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. Well, at least he wasn't a jogger. <laughs> yeah. He immediately, uh, talk about running, uh, hauls his ass back home uh, because he didn't, you know, didn't have a cell phone in the 90s. Um, So he calls 911 and says, hey, uh, may want to come here. We need some assistance. The police end up showing up um, and they don't find any ID on her. Now, Amber was known and we don't know that this is Amber at this point, but we do know that Amber um, never really carried a purse. She always kept her ID like in her pockets. Same. I never carry a purse. Well, I'm, yeah, I do carry a purse, but I also carry a diaper bag. I was going to say, you have like, you come to my house and it's like towing in stuff because you have another human attached to you. I know. (laughs) It's him and all of his like 20 gazillion toys and things. Yeah. Yeah. All the things you need. All the things. Um, So they had to label her as a Jane Doe. They really didn't know who she was. Um, And they took her to the hospital morgue to sort of await identification, updates, that kind of thing. Um, Meanwhile, they start to investigate the scene. And it's quickly very, very apparent that she was placed there. Mm. It didn't appear that she had been murdered there. And because the clothes were bloody... They felt like they were removed from her body post-mortem. So after she was dead. Right, right. Um, so her mother uh, worked as a pharmacy tech at the same hospital, just like, just steps away from the morgue. Ooh. So her mother was actually working this day when a Jane Doe was brought into the morgue. Um, and little did her own mother know that her daughter was lying dead. Um, just steps away. Nobody knew. So, oh, I just think about that. Like, after the fact, learning that, that just gives you a, just a chilly, icy feeling. Yeah. Um, so, Amber's mom ends up finishing her shift, and she goes home. Um, and again, she's getting more calls from Nadia, the friend, who's saying, you know, we still haven't seen her. Something's weird. So, her mom calls the police, and, and they make a formal report. So this time, well, her mom and Nadia, and finally she's taken seriously. And they make the report, and the police say, well, you know, this morning we did find a Jane Doe who matches that description. And I think, as a parent, um, my mind instantly would go to, oh my god, that's my baby, my baby. But... You also don't want to think that's your child. Right. You're thinking you know? at the same time, like, oh, it's just a coincidence. Exactly. Like, it's not them. 
Exactly. And they were telling, you know, this Jane Doe was found in the East Asheville area, which again, it's like, well, that's odd because the last time we saw her was downtown. I mean, it doesn't mean that she couldn't have gone there. Um, So Amber's mother and her friends go to the police station and the police show them photos of the tattoos. Mm. And her friend identifies them as Amber's tattoos. But her mother, of course, has to go to the morgue to confirm that it's her. I cannot even imagine having to go do an identification. Nope, me neither. I've never had to do it. I never want to do it. No. Of your own child? Definitely not of my own child. Of any, I wouldn't want to have to go ID anybody. I wouldn't want to ID anybody. Um, but I think if I had to go and ID my son, I think I would just say kill me. Like I think yeah, that would just be I, like how do you come back from that? I don't know. I don't know. So Debbie, of course, is just absolutely grieving. Yeah. And as were her friends, everybody's in shock. What happened? So she was laid to rest at the Black Mountain Cemetery on June 12th, which actually, ironically, was 20 years to the day that she had been baptized in the Catholic Church. Um, so Asheville Police Department started reviewing tips. Um, and one of the tips they got was a man who had been seen in that area. Um, he was described by a witness as having an old, like, navy blue colored work truck um, in and around the area where the body was discovered, which um, they think maybe there that was some dumping. Um, so the truck had toolboxes that were sort of running along each side mm-hmm. of the trail bed. So it did appear that this was somebody who maybe did this for a profession, like right. some kind of handyman, something right. to that effect. Um, the man appeared to be between the ages of 25 and 45, which that's a pretty big gap. Um, medium height, kind of a stocky build with reddish brown hair and a matching beard. Now, the witness who saw this, this was probably dark. It was probably dark outside. I would imagine so. That's a good description. It's a really good description. You know, and I'm not saying that that's an incorrect description at all, but I, I do question if it was dark outside, how could you really see features? Like, yeah, I don't know. And, and maybe it wasn't dark. Maybe it was like you know, starting to turn light. Cause you know, now that it's, it's turning into summer, mm-hmm. it's, it's light longer. So, yeah. you know, maybe it, an earlier. Um, so I don't really know. And then the 20 to f- 25 to 45, that's a big age that's span. Such a big gap. Yeah, definitely. So while police worked to find who the suspect was, they actually, um, created a sketch and this is what based on the, the witness. Um, so it was rendered, and they were kind of sending that out. Meanwhile, Amber's body um, was sent to a crime lab in Raleigh for autopsy and review. Um, they realized that the cause of death was a stab wound um, to, and I've heard two different things, okay? One said that it was a stab wound to the chest, like around the heart. Okay. The other... Um, article mentioned that it was a cut to the jugular the artery in your neck which would have you bleed out in seconds you would die quickly i wonder if maybe it was like on the lower part i'm like pointing to my neck as like like almost collarbone like maybe collarbone area and they were like chest that's a lot like i think you couldn't get through that collarbone 
Right. Who wouldn't go through? Exactly. I'm like poking my collarbone and I'm like, yeah, no, I wouldn't stab there. Yeah. And it revealed that there really wasn't any um, showing of sexual assault. But something that I do want to state is that she was put into this drainage ditch where water was flowing. So obviously something that the police thought was they wanted to get rid of some of the evidence. Yeah. But if you wanted to get rid of some of the evidence, why wouldn't you take the bloody clothes? Right. Of just throw, I mean, maybe they wanted to, but they were scared they'd get caught, so they just dropped them and left. That could have been a possibility. Um, I've heard two different reports, okay? So one report says that in the analysis, she didn't have any skin cells or dirt underneath her fingernails because she, like, bit them constantly and really mm-hmm. didn't have any fingernails. But then friends say that at her funeral, um, they noticed dirt under her fingernails. So I... Yeah, I, when researching this story, I heard such, like, read such conflicting things. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did have defensive wounds to her hands, arms, and legs. Um, obviously, she was trying to fight off her attacker. Right. Sounds like And that. her fingers were so um, bloodied that they actually had to kind of mold them back together because she fought hard. Amber, Amber was a badass. Sounds like it. Um, yeah. And she wasn't going to be taken down easily, which... Ugh. I think that has to make you feel proud that, you know, she wasn't just going to take it. Yeah. Um, so, like detectives, um, like I'd mentioned earlier, detectives really didn't feel like she had been murdered there, but that's just where the body was placed. Again, this is five miles east of where she was last seen, downtown Asheville. So, one leads you to think she would have gotten a ride with somebody. Maybe she took a cab and something happened. Um, maybe she was picked up against her will. She, maybe she was, you know, they had last seen her walking. And as I mentioned, Lexington was not a safe area mm-hmm. back then. Um, so maybe it was she was mistaken. She was picked up. I, I don't really know. Um, but like I said, her clothes had been removed after she had died. Um, and there's, again, mixed reports of DNA evidence had been found or no DNA had been found. Mm. It's just kind of a toss-up of, of what story you read. Um, and I'm sorry, my son's toy is going peekaboo. So police continued to search for clues and interview different potential witnesses and suspects. Um, so a year later, in 1998, a man who matched the age and description um, of what the witness said that she or he had seen um, was called in for an interview. Now, um, a little while earlier, a good friend of his had come into the police res- police station and reported that he and this man who fit this description, um, had kidnapped and killed someone in 1997. That's, I mean, it must have just been on his conscience, and he was like, I have to go. I have to say this. That's a lot to unpack. So the man in question um, was Terry Alvin Hyatt. So this man was 42 years old at the time, and they brought him in um, because he matched, like I said, he matched the suspect in Amber's case, um, But also, now that his friend said, hey, we murdered a lady, they wanted to bring him in initially to talk about Amber to see if he had a connection there, but also to follow up on this 1987 murder. So the man starts talking, and I guess they get him um, to admit that he had raped and killed two women 
1979. So he's arrested and tried, um, and they don't pursue anything with Amber. Hmm. Um, And in 2002, he's actually given a death sentence. He is still in prison, um, and there really hasn't been any relation to Amber. I don't know if they just haven't pursued that. I don't know if it's not worth the time and effort because he's already going to die. I don't know. But I feel like um, her mother, her friends, her family deserve that kind of justice. Yeah. Um, And so this is still a cold case. Nobody knows why, who, how. Like, I mean, and we've seen it before with murders that, you know, it's just random. They'll pick someone random. and, And, but it could have been someone who knew her, but it doesn't seem like she had any foes. I mean, it seemed like she just had friends. So it could have just been circumstance. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know, man. It's a rough case. Yeah, that's just a lot because there wasn't, there wouldn't have been a robbery motive Mm -mm. if she wasn't, I mean, she could have been sexually assaulted and there just wasn't any evidence. Right. And again, she was put in the culvert, so it could have wiped that away. Yeah, and it's also the 90s, so we're Mm -hmm. not, you know, great with checking for all that at that point. Heck if I know. I just don't know. I mean, there's no motive, which is that's a scary part. Yeah, so it could have been someone who just wanted to kill her, or maybe it was an attempted rape, and she fought off so hard that he ended up killing her, and was like, "Oh no!" And maybe that's when a car came by. I I don't know. Yeah, maybe he got scared and just said, "I gotta get rid of the body." Um, But how'd she end up in East Asheville? Yeah, so obviously it had to be somebody who, you know, either she was murdered in the car, van, uh, truck, whatever. But if you think about a truck. But was she, like, known to hitchhike? Like, I don't, would she I don't have know. accepted? I mean, it doesn't well, sound that's like another it. thing. Is friends said that she was very cautious. She wouldn't have just gotten into the car with somebody that she didn't know and that she was always hypervigilant, kind of like us. Mm-hmm. Um, like, always, you know, looking around. So... It doesn't lead you to believe that she would voluntarily get in the car. So, I mean, this girl had a backup plan for if she had, like, a drink. At, right. Like, she wasn't going to drive. She was going to take a cab. Obviously, she was responsible. I mean, it could say, what if she had taken a cab and a cab driver did something? But yeah. but a cab driver wasn't seen with that truck, so... Well, then the blue truck could have just been a random sighting. And exactly. And had nothing to do with it. That's I mean. very true. Very true. It could have just been somebody in the area, maybe starting work super duper early. I don't know. This was a Saturday morning. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they were going fishing or hunting. Yeah. You know, I mean, we we don't know. And so this is still an open case. Um, if you know anything, um, please contact the Asheville Police Department and help Amber's family find peace. Um, peace for Amber. That's definitely, I think, what any parent would want. So, yeah. Well, that's where my story ends. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, what yeah. A bummer way to start a Saturday. Right. There are a lot of cold cases in the Asheville area, so hopefully by this podcast, um, like I said, you can get the word out. And if you know anything, I know because it's always like none of these happen in complete isolation. Somebody knows yeah. something. Exactly. And people talk. Yeah. You know. Um, criminals talk because they like to brag about their crimes somebody knows something somewhere yeah i hate that 
Um, and if it is Terry Alvin Hyatt, let's connect it before he is, you know, killed. Yeah. You know, because I can't imagine he's got long <clears throat> left on death row. Yeah. <sighs> As we segue, um, we want to hear you guys' theories. Yes. Um, of what you think happened and how can they do that, Haley? Yeah, so you can uh, send us an email at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia or find us on Instagram at mountainmysteries.appalachia. Ooh, yeah. I like how you, you brought your voice down a little <laughs> well, bit. I'm also like, have like phlegm in my throat that i'm trying to like not hack out jeez yeah yeah Yeah. keeping it sexy yeah keeping it real sexy (laughs) so uh before we go i want to give a shout out we already gave a shout out to ashley at starbucks ashley at starbucks we love you ashley um but we also want to give a shout out to a location which is um i noticed ravia ravia i don't know if i'm saying this correct oklahoma ravioli Ravioli. Ravioli. That's more the Italian. Ravioli. Ravioli. Uh, Ravia. And it's near, I looked it up, it is near Tishomingo, Oklahoma. So awesome. What fun names. So whomever is listening from Oklahoma, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So like I said, thanks. Thank you, Oklahoma and everybody else who's listening. Um, Yeah. You guys have been like killing it with the downloads. Killing it. Listen. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Um, If you have a second. We haven't said that. Oh, I thought you were going to say if you have friends. If you have any friends. If you have any friends. If you don't, we'll be your friends. Exactly. We'll be your friend. Um, (laughs) No. If you have a second, um, go and rate and review us on iTunes. Help get our numbers up there. Um, but yeah, I didn't even know we were on iTunes. Are we? Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) The struggle is real friends. All right. We will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.